Welcome to Monday Monday. We're Joey and Emma, bringing you a new, real, raw parenting podcast series. Talking to experts, celebrities, parents, and influencers to shine a light on the areas of parenting that are overlooked, unspoken, or not Instagram worthy. We say that every day is a Monday for a mama. Please subscribe, like, comment, and follow our journey on Monday Monday. Joey Kendall Brown, Emma Sarai Beard. Thank you for listening! Hello and welcome to Monday Monday. We are so excited to tell you guys that this episode is sponsored by Nano Baby. They are such a brilliant brand. They've just launched in the UK. They've designed the first baby bottle specifically for breast milk. So ideal for all you mummers out there who are breastfeeding and expressing. Nano Baby epitomises everything that Monday Monday is about. Preparing and empowering parents. Its unique design means it both cools down and warms up twice as fast as a standard shaped bottle, so it helps preserve the nutrients in the breast milk. And its breast-like shape means it's easy holding for little hands. It's super simple to use as you can pump directly into the bottle as it comes with an adapter that fits most pumps, so no chance of spillages. And finally, the bottles can stack on top of each other for easy storage in the fridge. Such a smart design. So whether you want to get your partner involved, you're struggling with feeding, have to return to work, or just need a break, it's the perfect companion on your breastfeeding journey. It's available in John Lewis, Mamas and Papas, or on NanoBaby's website at nanobaby.co.uk. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Monday Monday. I'm Emma and this is Joey. Today is my turn to get so excited as we have Chloe Gill. Phenomenal X-Factor dancer turned glamorous farmer, loving wife and wonderful mama to two beautiful kids, Ace and Kiara. Today we're going to be talking to Chloe about breastfeeding, from her most raw and challenging moments to how it's empowered her as a mother, and is there really enough support out there for mothers to establish breastfeeding? Chloe, thank you so much for joining us today. You are literally living out my dream on the farm and being a dancer as well, but firstly, can you tell us a little bit about your breastfeeding journey? So I always wanted to breastfeed, Mm -hmm. Um, especially I think I didn't have a great birth with Ace. I ended up having an emergency cesarean. So um, that really kind of saw me through that process of mentally going through the fact that I didn't want that to be. Um, But I had a lot of support when I first um, had Ace. So I, I had a baby at the Portland. Oh, and wow. The support was insane, I have yeah. to say. They were phenomenal. They had breastfeeding experts. So um, I was really taught how to feed, mm-hmm. which I think is the main key I to agree. breastfeeding yeah. because you don't have the support. If you don't have the support, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I didn't leave the hospital for about five days because of my birth. So I was constantly had all the midwives in. I was like, is this right? Is this right? How do I do this? So I was asking those questions all the time. So the support was really, really good. And I ended up feeding Ace for a year. Wow. Um, he was quite hard to stop. Um, he didn't want to come off my boob. I don't know if it's a boy thing. I Maybe think it, it is. is. Because now he still loves a boob. Not even like, in your Peaking bra Peeking down whatever. your top. Yeah. Oh, mummy, has got her boobies out. But, um, yeah, he was quite hard to stop. Like, he didn't... I, I kind of was his comfort. Yeah. He wanted to fall asleep on me, or it was quite hard. I had to really get my husband involved to, you know, take him off me to mm-hmm. put him to sleep, or even nap times. Mm-hmm. So that was quite a hard um, stopping. With Kiara, completely different. So I fed her... I've just stopped feeding her because she's just turned a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm finally starting to get my body and my boobs back but um 
second child don't I didn't have a baby at the Portland second time I went locally because mm -hmm. um I wanted to be around for race and um didn't get any support because you know what you're doing basically they think they you know what you're every doing. baby's different though but everyone's they? different but she has a really really long tongue mm -hmm. and I really think that helps like really long so she was straight on really good I think better than him but maybe because I knew what I was doing yeah. um so yeah I've just finished feeding her she didn't want she kind of rejected me a bit just before I, was, I said I'd go to about a year just because I did that with Ace yeah and I put her on um, full fat milk but she um kind of just didn't want it anymore so that was a completely different experience somebody kind of rejecting you yeah. rather than somebody yeah. needing you yeah. she's not interested in me at all now in terms of my boob she couldn't she just looks at she's it quite independent very, already very independent <laughs> so I really see a difference between boy and girl but um yeah you, did you make a conscious decision to stop at the, at the year mark or was that something that you just thought like that's the that's when most people stop or was it just that that was the natural progression for the child? Like, was there a conscious decision in when you want to stop breastfeeding? I think I wanted to get my body back with Ace, and I think um, having someone on you who's walking at one, mm -hmm. and as well you can put them on full fat milk, um, and that's what I decided to do. Yeah. So I think I was just, it was a good break, and I, it was nice to not have someone, have to be around and be on demand, basically, because yeah. that's what it is, and be able to go out the house and mm -hmm. not worry that they're gonna wake up and need a feed. Um, so I kind of did a benchmark of a year and I think when the midwife said to me it'd be lovely if you could get to a year or even six months so I didn't kind of put any pressure on myself yeah. but I kind of in my head benchmarked it so then I wanted to match that for Kiara so I think because you only have a second you're like oh I did it for the first so it's like a mum guilt thing it isn't is. it? it's oh, like a, oh I've done that for the first <gasps> so I need to do that for the second but she was a bit like I'm not interested in you like give me the milk yeah. where's the other where's <laughs> the other milk like you're not fulfilling me anymore yeah so um yeah, I think I just maybe benchmarked it for myself. Yeah, yeah. I think us mums tend to do that, don't we? Yeah, for me, I mean, Knox really struggled with getting that latch because he had 90% mm. tongue tie. Yeah. And like you, I was in hospital, so I had hands-on care and breastfeeding experts able to advise me. And actually, they um, introduced me to feeding nipples or like breastfeeding yeah. nipples. Uh, I think they're called like covers or patches or something like yeah. that. And literally, they saved my life. Yeah. But was there anything that like helped you in your breastfeeding journey, like any products or anything like that? So the is it the Lansano cream? Uh -huh. I lived in the one, the purple one. That yeah. the one. You know I the one I mean. So. I, I do know. The, Just the, the it's really thick. Yes, <laughs> really yes. thick. It's like gluey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I literally, I would be slapping that on yeah. because your boobs get really. So I think the first three weeks. Mm -hmm. I would say you are in agony. Yeah. Like, and but that goes. I know, and it's hard to get through that because you think this is never going to end. I've just had a baby. How do I get through this? But I always say to my friends when I try and help them and support them, it does get better. Like it will get better. Well, I don't know. Is it that thing where like you become used to the pain or the discomfort yeah. slightly? Almost. Obviously, if you get chapped, that's a different thing. But yeah. that whole motion. Because I never actually. I, I did breastfeed till they were 12 weeks old, the twins. Now I had many dramas with that, but um, I never really got the pain, but mm. I got that slight discomfort. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know whether or not I just conditioned myself. It, was, yeah. it wasn't that painful. I just got used to it. I don't know. 
I think I was the same. I was more like mind over matter. matter. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just thought, this is good for him and therefore I will do it. Like yeah. even, I think day three, they say you get the blues, don't they? Mm-hmm. And I did like have a meltdown and I remember all the midwives coming in and um, I was just like, I don't want people coming in here. Like I don't want people hassling me. I just want to try and do it on my own. Mm-hmm. He wasn't wanting to take a bottle anyway and they were suggesting to do that with the, the tongue tie. Um, but we got there. I think that's one of the main things as well. When you start feeding, to check if they are tongue-tied mm. because a lot of people don't know. That is so they the thing, then think, yeah. oh, I'm the problem. Yeah. Oh, I can't feed. But actually, no, it's the baby and it's a really quick procedure mm-hmm. to get changed or mm. done or um, sorted. So then the latches is a lot easier. Yeah. But the main thing is to get that nipple down their throat. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was taught. So you're, where you're your boob your circle areola that's the word (laughs) that needs to be covered from like the whole mouth and then the nipple needs to literally be down your neck like that's how far you have to get your kind of nipple in their mouth yeah Yeah. and that's that's how you get the latch and you have to do it and their mouth is really open because I got the latch I felt like both my babies latched Dylan would have breastfed until a year Mm -hmm. two Mm -hmm. years I would have happily carried on till three honestly Mm -hmm. I loved it that much maybe I would have changed my mind as I got older probably would have got teeth (laughs) but I really did love it but Ethan um, they checked to see if he was tongue tied they said that he wasn't but he has always struggled with breastfeeding so I had one that was great and one that wasn't and that was my massive Mm -hmm. issue and what I found was that he would latch on but then he would be on the breast for say 40 minutes within 10 minutes he'd be screaming like he hadn't even had any milk yeah and this went on for weeks and weeks and weeks and he was losing a lot of weight is he the hungrier baby now as well I wonder if he just has a faster metabolism and I felt like I was basically pushed out of the hospital um and had experts come to the house mm. over the first week who, who basically just said to me oh well um you've just got to um what was it uh, wing it and I was like that isn't you can't advice. wing like wing it with twins yeah and so for me my breastfeeding journey stopped abruptly and I suffered really badly with um depression because of it mm. um, but I had to accept that one was feeding great and one wasn't and I had to just go right well I need to get this baby feeding in some way. So I had to make that horrible decision. Did you feel like you didn't want to carry on with one because it would have like created a closer bond between you? It was that, it was mainly that I want them to be equal. And then what happens if, you know, breast is better than bottle or bottle Mm. is better than breast? You know, I think they're both the same to be honest. But when I first became a mum, I was like, oh, what happens if I do one for the one and one for the other and then one's more ill and one's not? Then I'd feel that guilt. So I had to make a decision. He was crying for food. He wasn't obviously being able to get it from me. Mm. Um, and so it was me that wanted it to be breastfed and not him. And I was thought, it well, a particular boob? I, I did swap them. I was told to keep them on one, one boob so designated to the other. Wow. Yeah, because they, he would, they both sort of like would mouth the different, uh, in a certain way. So yeah. they were picking the breast. But then at one point they were like, maybe you should swap it because one breast is getting more milk because it's, Dylan's been able to sort of draw the milk out and Ethan isn't. And so I had this massive juggling thing. But what I wished that there was, was someone that could have been round round the clock for 24 hours so that I could show them what I was going through, Mm -hmm. which was feeding them every two hours Mm. round the clock for eight weeks Mm. with no sleep. Mm. 
and having to express as well and find sleep in between that. Did you have any help in the hospital? Because you were in no hospital help. for a while. They I had preeclampsia straight after giving birth and I was very ill. So we had to combination feed. So mm-hmm. I think they had the bottle first, obviously, because I wasn't able to do anything. And then it was combination of breast and bottle. Oh, Did you find? Why. Yeah, I think that when you start mm, combination maybe. feeding, you've kind of... Well, I think other people kind of think, well, you've done it now, so what's the point? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but I, for me, it was a really, really challenging experience, overwhelming. I felt so... Um, I felt so uh, sort of disregarded and sort yeah. of not cared for. And I thought, you know, the NHS to me when I was being when I was growing up was mm. this amazing thing and so now I'm like there needs to be more been let it's not down. the midwives no. it's the funding maybe behind mm-hmm. that but there needs to be more done there needs to be more support for women because it's one of the most special moments mm-hmm. um bonding moments whether you decide to breast or bottle it doesn't matter but if you choose to breastfeed and there's no support Alan then that's really poor it is mm. yeah did you find that you like had any anxieties around breastfeeding or did you kind of naturally fit into your own routine and establish your own kind of journey? It was very natural for me, mm. um, but I was just in the mind frame of you are not putting a bottle in that baby's mouth. Yeah. I think what somebody said to me, oh, it's just easier to put a bottle. I said, okay, but I'm not doing that because yeah. if I didn't want to give the option because they say it's I'm not an expert but Mm -hmm. they say it's easier to draw from a bottle than from your boob so if you're drawing from your boob and they're just like it's easier to get it from the bottle I was like I'm not putting a bottle in your mouth so I I didn't express until Mm -hmm. six months so Mm -hmm. I did exclusive breastfeeding then I started pumping a few bottles um but I had a lot of milk Mm. um and um I then introduced it with a bit of water and stuff mm. afterwards, so he got used to bottles then. But Kiara was just exclusively breastfed yeah. for the year. Um, but I didn't have any really anxiety. I, I just, it was very natural to me. That's why I try and support and help my friends as much yeah. as my sister's actually due today. Wow. So oh I'm my gosh, and you're, for you're that here. Call. I know, but I don't feel like Take it's coming. Take your phone off aeroplane mode, <laughs> please. Coming for another few days, I think yeah. it's all right. I've been speaking to her, but I'm just there trying to, you know, make sure your cream's on yeah. make sure you know your like how are your boobs feeling mm-hmm. so she's I'm just going to be there to try and support her but that's what I try that's and amazing. do with my friends just to try and help because it's really hard and there's no one to talk to mm-hmm. and unless you go is this the right way do you think they're latching it's just having that person to talk to mm-hmm. um but yeah I didn't really have any anxiety around mm-hmm. it I just my anxiety was I never could measure things like I'm quite controlling mm, that's and hard. so I felt like is he getting enough? Like, he's only ever on for about eight minutes. And he was actually born um, with liquid on the lungs. So I later spoke to someone about it and they thought that maybe he couldn't feed for very long because when his stomach was full, he felt like he was almost suffocating. I mean, it sounds Mm. dramatic, but that's just how this person described it to me. And so she said he feeds little and often. So you can't really set a routine of like every four hours. And literally, I think the word routine is as we were talking about earlier is key because mm-hmm. it took me so much longer to get any sort of like stability in our whole household yeah. um and when you do establish that they know they're getting their food at a certain time all of that kind of thing everything kind of slots into place but some people do that baby led where they wait for the baby to wake up to feed yeah i never had that luxury. that was me baby led i did that yeah i, I would have loved to have done that yeah because I, I hated having to wake up the twins to feed them and when I when they would say you'd kind of semi baby led wait till one of them wakes up to feed but then you have to wake the other one up so wow. they're feeding at the exact same time mm. or you will never have a life and it's very true 
Um, but I never have that luxury, so I always envy mums who are like, yes, we let them sleep as long as they want, and then when yeah, they wake up, and I'm like, be me. this is heaven. <laughs> and when people say to me, nap when they nap, I'm like, are you kidding me? That does not happen in our household. Mm. But what a, what a joy to be able to do that. Twins is yeah. another ball game. It's, I know. It's another level. I, it definitely is another I know. level. But it's, it, it's equally as hard being a new mum, whether you have twins or one, I think you're going to get through similar challenges. The fact that you did six maybe. weeks as well, it's like it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. I, I always say to my friends, even if it's two days, even if it's one day, even if yeah. it's the first feed, or it's that then, colostrum is the important bit. I just think it? it's so. amazing to do at any time. Yeah. So I try and say to people, don't be disheartened that maybe you didn't do it for as long as you planned, but no, your birth doesn't go to plan. Yeah. Everything goes to plan, you just gotta go with it, especially yeah. parenting, it's all about learning. And if that doesn't work, then you try something else. Yeah. As long as you've got happy babies and full babies, then yeah. that's so all true. you do. Yeah. I think it's just trying to find that perspective when you're in the midst of yeah, that newborn Yeah, you put yourself stage. under a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, was definitely. JB able to help you at all? Because obviously, if you weren't expressing until six months, yeah. Was he able to? So a lot of people say to me, oh, my husband's not going to be involved because um, how do you, how does he feel? Does he feel left out? I bet he feels really left out because you never let him have a bottle. Yeah. He is so chill. And so he was like, no, whatever is you want to do, Chloe. And he did everything else. So yeah. he would do the changing of the nappies or he would do reading time or he would do bath time. So there's so many other things that you can do. And I know it, it's, they say feeding is such a, big moment maybe for a man, I mm-hmm. don't know, the bottle, but he didn't ever put any pressure on me to feel like I needed to yeah. give him a bottle or... Um, he sounds like the perfect husband. He is, honestly, Did he mind amazing. losing, like, Andy sort of sees my boobs. Losing his, his boobs. His boobs, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he was like, <laughs> when that am I getting That was like the biggest back? heartbreak for Andy. He was like looking at me like, can you please stop pumping? And like, it's the biggest turn off ever. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to do it. No, he, we wouldn't say that. I'd, I'd just be sitting in the bed yeah. with that milking cow thing and just be like, here we go again. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's very happy that he's got his boobs back. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you think, or I know we've touched upon this, but about hospitals and not having a lot of support out there, um, you know, what would you, what what one thing would you, you know, want to happen or needs, do you think needs to happen to help mothers in that breastfeeding if they choose to breastfeed? What do you think, do you think we could be doing more? The ideal situation. Yeah. I do think there needs to be more support for women breastfeeding. I don't know what that is. I don't know if, because I, I, I remember I was trying to take Ace off of me and I didn't know where to turn. I was like, who do I speak to? Mm. And um, I did call, there isn't a breastfeeding mm. advice line. Mm. Um, I spoke to someone there, but I mean, she just had a chat with me and it was just another mum that was, yeah. she was supporting. But this is what I do. I do feel like do. there needs to be some kind of specialist because when I was in the hospital at the Portland, the specialists were amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel that needs to come out yeah. because I feel like they needs to be accessible to people um, when they're, just to give somebody some advice or... I think you hit the nail on the head with it being like, you get quite a lot of support. Like there's breastfeeding groups and stuff that you can go to yeah. initially in the early days. But, but after, when that continues, yeah. where do you go? When you're a year, or maybe six months, a year down the line and you maybe are trying to wean, like no one helps you with it. How do you understand a weaning process? When do you take them off or when do you introduce the water and mm. when do you introduce it from the food and when does it replace like that? I think there needs to be 
some kind of support in that sense and I I do think there needs yeah. to be more in like I think it's practical something really physical that they can mm. be doing coming and demonstrating or helping you I know it sounds really ridiculous but when I came out of hospital and I didn't know what I was doing I happened to have met a twin mum on the road the day mm. before I gave birth I rang her and said I, I, my breast pump my American breast pump doesn't work because I haven't got the right adapter <gasps> she came to my house and she got me her expressing pump thing to help me get more milk for the boys. But then she grabbed my boobs and yeah. was doing this and doing that. And, and I'm not saying that you do that when you're, you know, sitting and trying to wean so. off. But having someone physically You just need there, someone there. Mm-hmm. You know, for a number of hours to watch you do a few feeds to sort of guide you. I yeah. think there needs to be... I don't know how that's achievable, but that's what I think needs to I be agree with you. There definitely needs to be something because even if you do get the initial support when you're further down the line, you you need somebody to mm. talk to um yeah i don't know what maybe we need to do something i know well i we actually have done another podcast with nct and they do hold a lot of groups like that and coffee mornings and stuff so there are places okay. if you know about them yeah i did i did and that, exactly that's my thing it's the awareness yeah. like i don't i don't know anyone really in my area that's a mother apart from people that are slightly maybe older their kids are like 15 or some of them are like six and stuff and they're not in that place anymore so but i think as well when you're when you've had your baby sometimes you don't want to go and talk to people no. about it or yeah. you're you don't, you six get out. Like, oh gosh i, I can't get out of the fit house. it in yeah. yeah yeah i couldn't even get out of the house for yeah those months. yeah like thought of going to a you know a going morning. to an expert that's with your baby four screaming miles down the road i i can't no i haven't got my pajamas yeah i haven't washed my hair in like weeks mm. so you need like you know when back in the day apparently doctors used to come to your house Did rather they? than go to the surgery you'd have a doctor come call in but there needs to be a call in sort of breastfeeding person there is that new app isn't there <laughs> where you can skype someone i think you oh. you skype them for like 35 pounds and then they give you a uh a, like a consultation over skype essentially but i don't want to pay i want it to be free i, I want know. to be able to have access to free services i know i agree it i agree infuriates me. and the thing is, is <laughs> I know that midwives are putting a massive push on breastfeeding at the moment, but they're pushing you into doing it, and then there's nothing to support Mm, that after. Um, And then you come to that appointment, and you're getting weighed, and it's like, oh, baby's dropping. Yeah. And you're like, oh my goodness, what do I do? I think actually knocks dropped every every time from the 50th to the 1st. So we just had, we couldn't help it, basically. I think when you go, they're the touch points that you, you must go to. Yeah. And the times that I went... I would come out feeling like the worst mother. I feel like, mm. what am I doing wrong? You know, they're not, you know, weighing what they should be weighing, and it was this constant felt like you constantly being judged mm. the whole mm. week by week. The only contact you're getting from the outside world, and it's judgment. That's mm. how I felt. That's my experience. It might mm, not be for really else, but that's how I felt. But you just have to remember that you are doing the best job. Yeah. yeah. Like even though you do feel like that, and you are, it is a lot. You are doing the best job, and all that baby needs is you. So everything you are doing is what is perfect for them, especially if, like, sometimes if it's not perfect, and cons- like when with the midwife saying it or whoever the health visitor, you are that's all they need yeah. is they just need their mum. Yeah. So you and are. it's just someone's opinion. <laughs> that's what I kind of got really anti anyone's opinion. And I don't know whether you had a lot of support mm. from your friends and your family and like your partner and everything like that. But I kind of didn't care and disregarded what every single person because said. Because every, everybody has a different journey and everybody's yeah. got a different opinion of how to do it. Yeah. So you can take on board what people say, but I do always take it with a pinch of salt yeah. because mm. that's that's their experience or what's what they think. Obviously, the health visitors and the midwives a bit more 
you'd be like, yeah. okay, I need to do something here. Mm. But everybody has a different journey and it's working out your own way. Mm. And you kind of have to do it yourself. Yeah. You have to just say, okay, I need to take a step back here. This isn't working. So what do I need to do in order to make this work? Mm. So you just have to regroup, read your books, take a bit of advice from people and then work it out your own little way. Because otherwise, if you take too much on, you do become really like, wow, everything's on top of me. I'm not getting it right. And if you are stressed, mm. your milk's not going to come through. No. Yeah. That's one of the main things. If you're stressed, if you're anxious, you're not gonna, your milk isn't gonna come through and then you're not gonna be feeding, then your baby's not gonna be getting enough. Did you change your diet in any way to kind of help? Because you said you have a lot of milk. Yeah, I, I, if, I, if I got stressed or it, it, what I, my supply was low or I felt like my supply was low, mm. um, I would drink milk. Really? I used to have a pint of whole milk and then my boobs would refill. But I have to say, with they say Ace. steak as well because I I did really? a lot of steak and I made things called booby biscuits, which were oats and um, brewer's yeast, okay, and milk. I think that's and cool. Something else like flaxseed or something, and they did work as well. But with Ace, I had a lot of milk. With Kiara, I didn't, really? and I think that's the way they fed. She didn't want want or need as much where he did. He was very hungry. Mm -hmm. But um, I always say, make sure when you're feeding to literally they always said to me there's like layers of the milk so yeah. there's the watery part which is the first bit and then you get the proper fat milk so make sure you literally empty your whole boob mm -hmm. till it's kind of a bit like oh there's nothing left it's a bit mm -hmm. sore and then move over obviously if you have twins that's completely different mm -hmm. but then once that's empty then you move over then they kind of top up so then you'll know that they're then they're full mm -hmm. then they'll fall asleep they do that sloppy drunk drunk yeah, milk, milk sleep milk and then you can drunk. put them down yeah but then go back to that second boob to make sure then that's empty because that's yeah. how you end up getting mastitis otherwise if yes. you're not emptying those boobs yeah gosh i had mastitis actually well that the starting of it painful where i'd got a, a blocked duct yeah. and actually it was so painful i did all the massaging i had hot baths i did everything like that and i was starting to feel really ill and i just got a pair of tweezers and ripped the end of my nipple off and then it just squirted out and i was fine oh, oh gosh yeah my well, we have to go through. i know my but goodness. like i just thought like no one's doing anything here and I, I don't think the doctor's going to do anything either, either. they wow. just keep saying massage and do that and that didn't work so I just literally oh went God, wow and, and it, it instantly fine like the <laughs> relief yeah of the pain after going through that did you have to do that compression where you would push the milk out to sometimes because I had really full, I was full so I'd be like please can you wake up because mm -hmm. I need to feed you yeah um, but yeah it would be really hard so with Ace at 100%, yeah. but um, yeah, I'd just make sure he would feed it out. And when it got a bit later down the line, to see, I would then pump it out. Yeah. But then when you gotta make sure with your pumping, your boobs is gonna then, you know, oh, we're having, it thinks it's then having another feed. Yeah. So, so then they produce more. Produce more, so then I'm thinking, okay, I've then gotta pump at this time, because I need to get it out and then yeah. put it in the freezer. Honestly, my whole freezer was bagged up with, wow. with old milk. How was your experience of breastfeeding in public? Like, I know both of us kind of, had a bad bad kind of time and I literally didn't really like doing it I had quite big boobs and I felt like it was almost inappropriate getting mm. such a big boob, boob out. out and like you can't really hide it not just rubbish at latching so like, well, people just stare at you mm. um but I was just a bit like well I'm feeding my baby so because you yeah. can't really I did have quite a few bad experiences but my husband would just be like 
excuse me, my wife is feeding our baby. He's he's a bit like that. Well, you find like feeding in front of friends and in-laws and everything like that? I think you kind of just get a bit over it. At first I was like, oh gosh, muzzling over the face, don't let the baby breathe basically. Are you on? Are you on? Yeah. But um, then I just had it all out and I just didn't you, you, yeah you do get to you that get point to that like, point oh, well do. I mean after giving birth which is pretty yeah, much like you do living your insides out yeah yeah well, <laughs> I'm still respectful I would have one of those really big muslins you would try to be and then I'd sweet. have it on but yeah. um yeah I, you just get to that point where mm. you're just like I'm feeding my baby or I'd go and sit in the corner mm. so I'm not in somebody's face mm. I'm not it was more me I think than other people mm. that I found but that sometimes stresses you then you yeah. as again your milk won't come and then the baby's distressed and then you're then even stressed because you're out and then you're like the baby's not feeding and mm. it's all because I'm worried about everybody else yeah. but I just kind of was like do you know what I'm going to go and place myself in the corner have, have my muslin and um I, I, there was times when I wished that I was an octopus and I had more hands because when I was breastfeeding with twins on my own wow. outside, there's no way that no one didn't get a no. few eyefuls of yeah. my boobs because it's just physically impossible. One would latch off and one would latch off. One yeah. would latch It was ridiculous. I probably did it, I would count on my hand probably five times I did it. And then I just thought, I, I can't be worrying about them latching on, other people watching me, me dropping the muslin, and I, it, it got too much. So there's, mm. there's one thing that was new for when I had Kira, which is just recently, it's called a mamba bra. Oh. I'm not sure if you've heard about it, but it's a bra, right? So the top bit's like a sports bra. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that, and it's black and white, so it's really good for the baby to look up. And then they have like a hole, so then you pop it down, so then you're not, you're you're not revealed. Do you know what? I had a bra similar to that, yeah. but mine was lace. But that it's sounds really, like it's really good. So I would then think I've got a sports bar on. You wouldn't even know. That's so amazing. then I didn't yeah. even use the muslin at that point. Yeah. So I was like, wow, I needed this with Ace. Yeah. But with Kiara, so that's something that I've used recently that I lived in. That sounds amazing. Because one of my friends um, who I was out with last week, and I wish I'd asked the name, but she had, um, it was like... A muslin, but it had a circle. Oh at the yeah, top. I've seen those. So you can like, see the so baby face into it, but it, there was no way of anyone seeing anything. And I thought I'm gonna have to find out what the name of that is. But that looked like a great device. Which How is she gonna take that. it everywhere? Like my thing is like when you have a newborn, like you think you need the entire world you do. with you, don't yeah. you? Yeah. So like taking something like that for me would be like I just can't. Or like my breastfeeding cushion. Like everywhere, yeah. <laughs> I like walk around the house with this breastfeeding. Mine, like, mine, mine looks like a settee, so yeah. there's no way I'll take it out. Be ridiculous. But yeah, it is it is a challenge um, breastfeeding in public. But you're right; it, you shouldn't feel nervous or embarrassed. No. But you do because you feel vulnerable because you yeah. just become a new mum. Mm-hmm. You're learning all these skills. And then you're having to publicly learn them in front of people that you don't know. So it's going to feel daunting. And then, but you know, there are other ways of feeding. There's not there's positions of feeding, which is what I had with this because I ended up having a section. Yeah. Going across the normal way of holding wasn't right for me, and yeah. it was quite painful. So I ended up doing the rugby hold. I love that one. The way, but I obviously you don't you don't like what are all these different positions? So then yeah. he was there and like under my arm. But that helped for his latch as well. So there's always there's not just one way of doing it. There's yeah. obviously different. I love the lying down one actually. You know where you just like lie down on the bed, in bed. and yeah. they lie next middle to of you the night and do it. That was my favourite. Would be good to have little diagrams of the different positions because I remember getting told about ones and I'd be like, I don't understand how it works, but the rugby one ended up that's how I would breastfeed yeah. the boys would be under but I never because all the pictures you see of breastfeeding is holding. across mm-hmm. the across yeah the, I just have visions of you now with like one over your shoulder latched on one oh, no. I think about it now I think god if I was still breastfeeding now they are 
you know, trying to stand up and pull up and roly poly. It would have. I don't know how people would do it, but I've got many friends who've got twin twins who were doing it and still breastfeeding way past a year. So I have to put my hands up to them because it's pretty amazing. Cause yeah, but what just trying to get a nappy on. Yeah, <laughs> is an effort. Wow. I know. I know. How do you think we should be empowering women who have decided to breastfeed, or alternatively not? I just think we just need to be all as mothers and individually supportive of what your friends do. That's even if you're breastfeeding or not. Yeah. I think you should just be there to be on the phone, especially when they're not having a good day or they're not latching. And especially if you've you've done it, so you've done it for six months and yeah. you've done it for twelve weeks, weeks yeah. so three months. When your friends having like my sister's having a baby, all I know is I'm going to be there. She could do it for two days. She could do it for a week. She could do it for a year. I'm just going to help her through the processes if it's. Um, I can't latch or I can't can you help me with this hold I just think us as women and mothers need to help other mothers because yeah. if there isn't necessarily someone to call or there's a support yeah. system I think we can do it yeah and I just think help. it's fascinating like we've grown these tiny humans it's mad isn't and then it? you continue to feed them such a miracle like I just don't know how like I think it makes like it's quite profound being in this building today isn't it yeah mm-hmm. um but it just is amazing how we as women can do that and then continue to grow our children yeah. that's why I was so fixed on doing it as well like I really thought as a person you can feed your child for free and I know it's and I it just s- seems yeah. like that's all I kept saying I'm saving you so much money Jane and, and really you were because we have spent a fortune yeah. on the boys uh, formula, formula. Yeah, I mean, we I, still give Knox formula now, and he's almost two. It's so. unbelievable. It's unbelievable, and it's so expensive. Oh. I don't know how. I don't know how people afford it. No. I genuinely, especially if you've got more than one, because you know you could not necessarily twins or multiple parents, but parents who have had a, a child, like you know, what's it, an Irish twin, or mm. you have pregnant, then you have the next one. It's so expensive when you, yeah. you know, for people who can't breastfeed, whatever reason or their choice not to breastfeed. It's, it's so, so expensive. And, you know, it just blows my mind. <laughs> the, the, the expense of children. I wow. know, I know. And, and they say they're them, like 250,000 each. Oh, do yeah, they? Yeah, from, from being born to like Love 18. Yeah. I'm like, <gasps> quarter of a million wow. each. I mean, I would say we actually don't spend that much on knocks, but maybe we do. But if by I the time they're them. 18. Yeah. We will Tally have done. It up. Yeah. <laughs> All those little Nike trainers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. <laughs> they're, they're in for five minutes. <laughs> what do you love the most about breastfeeding? Um, and were there advantages and disadvantages? So the thing I love most is the bond. Um, I do feel like it's my time um, when I just sit and hold my baby and I'm just feeding. I just love that. I love baby looking at you I just think it's such a lovely moment um especially one of the like the first feed when they've ju- you've just been born and then you're just it's, it's such an amazing connection mm. um but yeah I just for me that's kind of my time with my baby and um yeah I just love I just love feeding I'm so I'm just so passionate about it it's something mm-hmm. that I'm like I feel like everyone even as I say even if it's for a day just to experience yeah. is such an amazing thing um and what was disadvantages the other or adv- and advantages to breastfeed? I th- well, I think 
there's definitely health benefits mm. like if they're unwell so ace was unwell for a day and i would be like right that's it you're on the booth for the day so i'd literally keep feeding him and he would be better within the mm. next that's day. so true actually get a cold really works, or anything yeah. and then um if you get conjunctivitis just drop a bit of your booby milk in. It's the same it for eczema up. and psoriasis and all that. Honestly, whatever's in and whatever's in your boob is amazing. Like you have, they have some kind of blemish or spot. Not even a spot, but you know, some kind of. Like Can you use it on like nappy rash and things like that? Anything. It's wow. like gold dust. Gold dust. I'm like, where's it gone? I need to sell this. <laughs> if only it got rid of wrinkles. <laughs> that would be good. It fascinates me because especially when your baby's not well or it turns into like a bit of a medicine yeah so that's i would uh, say yeah, an incredible. advantage yeah um i don't really have many did you mind the way it changed because like for me the disadvantages i lost like what i felt was an incredible like body and even though yeah. your body's your still boobs. incredible like my boobs aren't what they used to be no and they're a little bit droopier a little bit they do yeah. come back though do you not feel Yes, but like I literally went to like an H or something like that, and oh, they same. were like rock hard, solid, amazing, like fake boots. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I know. I lived for like it. if only I could have worn a bikini all yeah. of that time. I was and now I'm just a bit like they're Meh. still good, but, but not why did I not fullness. love them like before I had kids? Kind of thing. Yeah, the fullness isn't there, is it? No. Yeah, no. I've dropped two cup sizes. Have you? And then, and it's weird because I think. <laughs> there's lots of pressures out there to look a certain way to feel a certain way mm. you know for women um, and I didn't realize that I had body you know I felt a certain way to what about my body until I had my boys and then I had this like wave of pure love for my body and like oh I'm so proud of it it's yeah. created life and look what it can do and and now I just love all of you know even my boobs the small and they're not as pert as they were I love them more than I did when they were mm. big and bouncy and whatever they were before. Because now I'm like, wow, like how incredible are we as women to yeah. have produced such incredible children and our bodies have done that. And I, I feel like I've got this new lease of love for myself that, and I didn't realise I didn't have it before, but I mm. definitely didn't have it before. But now I do and I feel that's empowered me yeah, 100%, as well, which I is agree amazing. Totally. Do you feel the yeah. same? Totally. I mean... You go and look at yourself in the mirror before you're like, oh yeah, I look great in my bikini. And I was a dancer, so I was, yeah. my body was a star. Banging. Well, I've, I didn't feel it at the time. Even Jay says to me, you weren't even happy then. I know, that's, that's <laughs> my whole thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. so I say, I'm looking it. at photos and I'm like, gosh, don't I look good? <laughs> and he's just like, you were moaning about da-da-da-da. You were moaning about that point. And I said, really? Yeah. Even at that stage, he said, you, you're just never going to be happy. happy. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Because I, I'm like, I would be so happy if I was at that point right there. And he said, well, you weren't at the time. You were moaning about maybe your bum or your legs or something. Yeah. I was moaning about something. So now, I, as you say, I won't get out of the shower and I look at myself. So I'm like, oh, dear, little bit droopy there. Yeah. Or that bit there or that there's a couple of yeah. um, stretch marks there but you do you do look at yourself differently and I think as well having my second yeah. I look look at myself even different because I'm like wow I've produced these two babies through my whole body yeah. I mean and I'm just like it is what it is yeah. I, can't, I can only make the best of what it is I can eat well yeah. I can um, train I can yeah. but I'm not going to look like I did before mm. and that's okay yeah. but that's okay too it's that, it's yeah. the, it's that acceptance of mm. where you are and what you've accomplished and it, 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 you know it just, it just pales into insignificance doesn't it mm. it does and it kind of is like your new look is kind of the journey of what what produced your family isn't it mm. so as you say you should be proud of it true 
That's true. As you know, Monday Monday podcast is all about how hard parenthood can be. Mm. What have you found the most challenging and why do you think people don't talk about it? I don't know why people don't talk about it. I even asked my mum and she's like, well, you wouldn't have done it if I told you. <laughs> and I'm like, um, I would have just liked to have been given a heads up. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I say to my sister, my sister goes to me, I would, I'm so glad you're giving me a heads up on these things yeah. because I'm very real. I'll just go, well you need to take all those maternity pads you need yeah. to because you will be bleeding for however long after mm-hmm. you're like what nobody told me this mm-hmm. your boobs are gonna leak when you come out the shower and the baby cries when you're standing out the shower and you're literally spurting out <laughs> you'll be dripping there and dripping there like that just happens it yeah. does doesn't it like yeah, yeah. It nobody tells you those things yeah. i'm like then you don't think i'm looking here going is this the only i'm the only person this is happening to is yeah. this normal like yeah then my sister's like, okay. She said, at least I'm now prepared. She said to me the other day, I now understand why you lost it yes. for so long because no one kind of said, that's going to happen, that's going to happen, that's yeah. going to happen. She said, I now know that's going to happen. And it's okay to feel like I'm going to cry or I get the blues. It's it's okay to do that. But um, I don't know why people don't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it baffles me. Yeah. It really does because I feel like there's so many things I wish I'd have known before mm. becoming a mother. One being the sleep deprivation. Oh, God. Yeah. And that's I mean, hard. people talk about sleep deprivation and I kind of you know willy nilly but it's a you know it's a form of torture it makes you go a bit insane and it makes you go insane you they actually do use it as torture yeah, in some they do, countries they do. like when you're up every few hours yeah, and, and then the baby don't doesn't go to sleep and you don't know what's wrong and then you're holding it and then you're giving it to your husband or your partner or whoever because you're like I need five minutes because I can't cope anymore and then you're walking up and down and then you're like what are we supposed to do why are we doing this sometimes they just cry don't they sometimes they just want to cry and they don't want to cuddle and they don't whatever and then you kind of don't like each other like this is from experience for me and my husband because you're like we're so tired and then you take it out on each other yeah. and then it's just so yeah, hard that's the thing no one talks about no, is so how difficult hard. it is with your partner yeah. because we'd never argued we literally I think we were so laid back as a couple about anything that when it came to making these decisions and they're quite profound decisions aren't they like you're basically deciding how your child is going to be when they're older mm. and like we've sorted it out now but that first year like I, I said left, he said right, he said right, I said left. Like, <laughs> he could have said anything and I'd have been doing the opposite because I felt like, as the mother, I knew, mm. which I think is, like, kind of ignorant of me and I wasn't willing to take on board his, um, like, opinion. But I wanted to learn the hard way, which was my way, and kind of, mm. even if it took longer to get to a certain point, like with the breastfeeding or with the routine at night and everything, um, I just wanted to try before we did things like control crying and things mm. um, and that's what no one yeah. told me about and I think it's all these big decisions on no sleep that mm. is horrendous and I think that if someone had just said to me Emma you're not going to sleep for probably the first year if not a yeah. bit longer potentially mm. you might have a baby that sleeps so you, you might not but prepped. be prepared <laughs> and do you know what I would have done physically practically what I would have done is instead of saving a few couple of grand or whatever it was to make the nursery buy all the stuff for the nursery that money that I would have put towards the nursery, I would have left because the babies went in the nursery until they were six months, and I would have put that money towards a night nurse mm. because we have mm-hmm. no family close by. We haven't got, you know, uh, you know. Some I people, people say something like a Chanel bag because <laughs> I deserve one. Well, I do deserve one, but but I would have put a, a, a chunk of money there so that I could have had that respite because yeah. I don't think that I enjoyed the early stages of my mm. twins 
because we were wiped out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one piece of practical advice I think I would have given, I would have offered, yeah. is you know, put a bit of money aside just in case you need that for the sleep. I mean, who knows? I, I but agree. But I do think I preparation, think like you were saying about you your need sister, to just be prepared, she's like experienced, she will hopefully experience now mm. her You just need child. to know you're not going to sleep. Yeah. That's all you need to be mm. told. Yeah. Right, right now, when her baby comes, from that point, you're either not going to sleep because you're worrying. Yeah. Are they sleeping? Are they breathing? Are they whatever? Do I need to wake <laughs> up? Uh, or you're not going to sleep because they're feeding or they're waking up mm. or they're not going to sleep because you can't relax because you're worrying or, or whatever mm, or yeah. you do sleep and then you fall asleep and then you feel like you're waking up again and you mm. feel worse yeah. so it's, it is a, it is a period of a chunk of time mm. but it's a reality and you aren't going to sleep for that bit mm. and that's normal yeah and it's okay to be tired it's okay to be crying it's okay <laughs> to be feeling like you're, you feel like death which is as you've got your hair on your head and you're still in your pyjamas for three days that's yeah. okay because that that happens they're all bath, we're all you haven't showered in three days <laughs> and it, that's that's normal yeah it, it does you get you do get into a routine you can do it if, if that's feeding or breastfeeding or formula you and then then they're five like ace mm. they go to he wants to be in bed at 7 30 and he gets up at seven so it oh does God, i can't wait you do Chloe you do that. get there yeah. you do get there but you do have to be strong in yeah. order to get there it can't be mummy can you get in a cuddle with me no you need to go to sleep yeah you have to be strong because otherwise that then creates other habits and they're clever they know yeah they're little manipulators i might need you to come to my house and sleep train <laughs> yeah. ethan because yeah. at the moment You're available for hire <laughs> yeah i'm not getting any sleep with that one no, they he's do now know. in my bed they yeah. do try it and then they yeah. won't then once you get into a habit then you've got to really try and get that out mm. but um yeah, if there was strict. one piece of advice that you wish you'd been told mm. before having kids what mm. would it be wow um that there's the end of there's the light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. like it's okay it's a it's a process and you do you come through at the end because you don't see it when you're in that oh my goodness, is it just me? Am I the only one feeling like this? And you feel awful those times. You do come back and you come back into yourself. Yeah. Like you lose yourself for a minute and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would I would say that to my sister. You're going to go through a process, but you will come back. If that's a year, if that's two years, that, however long that takes for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I It took me, I, I think breastfeeding as well, mm-hmm. takes it out of you because you're physically feeding mm-hmm. and someone's constantly needing you and wanting you um not that they don't when they're not yeah but are physically on top of you wanting your boob mm. um it took me about a year to come back from ace and i a little bit earlier with kiara maybe because i have ace running around and i'm thinking of two of them mm. but you do come back yeah and that's what you i would find yourself uh, yeah again. you do because you do feel like whoa where's chloe gone yeah <laughs> I'm not Chloe anymore. I know. But, um, but I can see the sparkle. Like, you are my hope because you waltzed in here. You look amazing. You sound amazing. You've got the sparkle in your eyes. And I feel like I can't wait to be that again. I know. I know. I feel like I'm, I'm still in the there. dregs. I'm in the trenches still. But you are like my hope because if, if I can be like you. In you know, immediately, then that'd Don't be great. Don't put pressure on yourself. You're only ten months in. I know, wow. but um, it's good to know that there is a light at the that's end of the tunnel. I, but that's what I'm saying. That's one of the one things. If somebody said, "What what yeah. advice would you?" If there is, because a lot of people feel like, "Oh gosh, is it me?" And then you're judging yourself. And then what am I doing wrong? Or what's my husband doing wrong? Or what what can we do that makes it? There is. You come back. You feel better. You're like, okay. 
both of their children are in bed. Yeah. I can sit and breathe now. Mm-hmm. That was a good day. <laughs> I can watch Netflix and chill. Yeah, no, it's true. And you know Same they're not going to wake again. up until the yeah. next morning. Yeah. So, yeah, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, <laughs> well, Chloe, thank you so much for joining Thanks us today. For me. We've it's absolutely loved it. And as Emma says, you've given us hope. You have. And please, can you come and sleep train my babies? <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us this week on Monday Monday. This episode was recorded at the Albright in London. You can find all the details about this inspiring members club which supports women in business on at Monday Monday and at Albright. If you guys want to keep up with everything Chloe's getting up to, you can head over to her Instagram, Mrs. Chloe Gill, and follow her parenting journey. As you guys know, every week myself and Emma talk about a product that we're absolutely loving at the moment. So for me, I want to share with you guys the Kiko, or Chico as it looks when it's written, Poly Magic Relax. It was one of the best things that we've ever had for Knox. It gave us dinner in silence. Basically, it's a high chair that you can use from birth. Um, It fully reclines so that if your baby needs to lie down and have a little snooze whilst you're having your coffee or whatever, they can relax. There's a toy arch to entertain them fully sits up, fully supportive, all the bits come apart, it folds away, it's on wheels, there basically isn't anything that it doesn't do. Um, It's suitable from birth to 18 kilograms, retails at about £140, and it's amazing, I couldn't say anything bad. Cleans really well, as long as you're on top of cleaning. Um, But yeah, fantastic, how about you Emma? This week Joey, for me, is going to have to be the Dr Brown's bottles. Yeah. Reason being is because my son Ethan suffered with colic really, really badly. And um, there was one day where he basically screamed for four hours nonstop. And a friend of mine suggested uh, Dr. Brown's um, anti colic bottles. So Danny whizzed out to the shops, went to Tesco's, grabbed it, and we fed him the second feed with that. And it was like a miracle. Um, Ethan really, really settled on the bottles. Um, so, yeah, that was um, definitely um, a product that I absolutely loved. It retails for about £10. Um, and it's just a shame that Nano Baby hadn't launched at that point because I definitely would have used them um, because they've just been a joy to um, to use with the boys. So, yeah, that's my pick of the week. Amazing. Well, thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Before we go, can you give me three reasons why you love our sponsor, Nano Baby, so much? This is really easy to answer. Okay, one, as I said earlier, they're great for stacking in the fridge. Two, you can pump them directly into your bottle using their adapter, so no risk of spilling. Woohoo! Yeah, and you preserve the nutrients in the breast milk as it cools down and heats up twice as fast. Oh my gosh, yes. Honestly, though, I really wish that this brand was around when I was breastfeeding the twins. I had so much anxiety around this. I used to hate when Danny would leave and I'd have to do it all on my own. And this would have just taken all of that stress out. And I love the fact that it's shaped like a breast for easy holding for little hands. Yeah, the twins are currently making me do all the hard work. (laughs) And so I'm hoping now they'll be able to grip onto that bottle and just toddle around drinking the milk and I can just sit and have a cup of tea. So whether you want to get your partner involved, you're going back to work or you just need a break like Emma. Yeah, I need a break. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect companion for your breastfeeding journey. Available in John Lewis, 
Mamas and Papas and Nanobaby Online. www.nanobaby.co.uk Thanks for listening. Bye.